welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Welcome back. Today I want to share with you a story about fear and how I learned to not only face my fears, but make friends with my fear. Because I don't know about you, but as a creative person, as an artist, I think the number one thing standing in our way most of the times is fear. When you're procrastinating on a project or you're scared of going out there and making your dreams happen, whatever that may be, fear is what stands in our way and holds us back. And I have gone on a very personal journey with fear and learning to make friends with my fear. And I wanted to share part of my story and what helped me realize that I needed to be friends with my fear and how that has helped me throughout my creative journey. So I wanted to kind of expand. I know in my intro episode, I was talking about how I graduated college. And then after graduating college, I was feeling really stuck and blocked and didn't know how to make my dreams happen, didn't feel like I was being creative or artistic and was just really feeling stuck and lost. And it's funny because I shared that episode with my sister and my sister who, you know, your sisters will always give it to you straight. They're not going to bullshit you. And my sister was like, yeah, your intro episode was great and all, but I feel like you made it seem like, oh, and then I wrote a poetry book and I did a one-woman show. And it's like, she was like, that's great and all that you were able to do that. But a lot of people can't do that because it's really hard to do that. And I think I didn't make it really clear in the intro episode that it was really hard to do that and how much I had to go through to be able to get to the point where I was you know, giving myself projects and being able to stay committed and stay disciplined and stay devoted to my projects because there was so much fear and so much stuckness and ickiness involved with all of it. So I wanted to give you a bit more of the background story because this is a really pivotal part of my journey and where I am today. So I was reflecting on like this pivotal moment when I really learned about fear and about making things happen and that was in the summer of 2018. So I was actually able to look back at the blog posts that I wrote from that time, and that's also what I think is so cool about having a project like a blog, or maybe you keep a journal or a diary or whatever it is, some type of record keeping, so that when you you know look back, you can see how far you've come and you can see exactly what you were thinking and feeling during that time. And so it was just such a cool thing to be able to have that record and to be able to look back and be like, oh, that's exactly what was going through my head. Because I remember how it felt, but I don't always remember what I was thinking or you know that kind of thing, but it's really cool to see those specific details. So this is just a PSA to always kind of record keep in some way, whether that's keeping a blog or writing a journal or whatever, whatever you do to really mark where you're at. I think that's a really important part of my process. So I'm going to flash it back to summer of 2018. So this was the summer after I had, it already been a year after I graduated college. I was working at the O'Neill in the business office 
And like I said, during the summer, they would have these big conferences. So artists would come from all over the world to study at the O'Neill, to participate in the National Playwrights Conference, which was this four month, uh, sorry, this four week conference where you would come artists. So the process was that they would do an open call for play submissions. And so playwrights and writers from all over the world could submit their play to the O'Neill. And out of like 1500 submissions, only eight plays get chosen. And then eight playwrights are invited to spend a month in Connecticut on the Long Island Sound and workshop their play, work with professional actors, with professional directors and scenic designers and all of those people and really workshop the play, get to see feedback from the artists in the room, from the actors in the room, and then also present it to an audience and get um, feedback that way. And they also do musicals, they have a puppetry conference. So basically throughout the summer, there's around 500 or so artists that come and go. And so this was one of my big reasons for wanting to be at the O'Neill because I knew it was going to be a place where the magic happens and where so many artists from so many different walks of life will come together. And I was really excited about meeting different people, making different connections, you know, seeing where that could lead. And the summer happened and here I am in the business office day to day working nine to five, you know, stuck in the office doing things like paying bills and whatnot. And on that same campus, there were people in rehearsal and, you know, in performance. And I felt so stuck because I was like, I am in the place where creativity is flourishing, where creativity is happening, but I am not being creative. I'm not doing anything creative. All I want to do is to be in those rehearsal rooms, but instead I'm stuck in the office. And it was a really hard situation to be so close to the magic happening, but also being so far away because I was really feeling stuck in this role of being a business office worker. And like when you introduce yourself to people, I didn't know what to call myself anymore. I was going through so much imposter syndrome because if you had asked me a year ago when I was studying theater in college, I would have said, I'm an actor, I'm a singer, I do musical theater. And I felt like I couldn't call myself those things anymore because it had been a year and I hadn't acted in anything. I hadn't sung anything. I hadn't done any shows. I hadn't performed in over a year. And I just felt like, how do I even introduce myself? How can I call myself an actor when I haven't been doing those things? And it was really also hard to be like, hi, I'm Leia. I work in the business office. And then to kind of, also own up to calling myself an artist and saying, but I'm also an artist. I'm also an actor. I'm also a singer. I also perform. But, you know, and this wasn't anything anyone else said to me. It was totally my own struggles with feeling like I could claim myself as an artist. And I remember I, I wanted to meet people and talk to all the artists because I knew how inspiring they were and I knew that I wanted to hear their story and how they got to be where they were today so that I could maybe gain some insight from their journey. But I found that I could not talk to anyone. I could not make connections. I was feeling so scared and intimidated to introduce myself to other people, to talk to other people and kind of put myself out there in that way. I was like, it is so much easier just to stay by myself, in my office, in my routine. Like I remember during lunchtime, 
we, there's a chef there and so everyone kind of eats the same food and there are tables that you can sit out. And so you could potentially go sit next to your favorite playwright that happens to be there that weekend or some actor you really admire and strike up a conversation. And that's what they encourage you to do at the O'Neill. But I just felt like I couldn't. And I was just feeling so intimidated and feeling like, well, who am I to go talk to this person? Why would they care about me? I'm nobody. They're somebody and I'm nobody. And so I would get so in my head. And every single day of that summer, I would make the commitment. I would be like, Leia, this is the day that you go and introduce yourself to someone, that you go make a connection. And I couldn't do it. And every day I was beating myself up because I couldn't do it. I was taking the easier, more comfortable, more familiar route of just sitting in my office for lunch instead of going out there and meeting people. And I was just feeling so terrible about myself this whole time because I was like, dude, if I can't even go out and like sit next to someone at a lunch table, how am I going to make it in New York City? How am I going to make it as an artist in this field if I can't do that? And so I was really struggling with do I have what it takes to be an artist? Do I have what it takes to be an actor, to be a performer? And during this time, I was like, you know what? My life is really great here. I have a job. I have a stable income. I am well taken care of. I have absolutely everything I need, but yet I wasn't happy and I was not fulfilled because I wasn't doing anything creative. And I realized I really need to be creative in order to be fulfilled. I need to be either working on a project or having a daily practice or doing something that makes it feel like I'm living up to my potential because that was also one of my biggest fears that I would get to the end of my life and I wouldn't have lived up to my potential. And I was so scared of doing that, but I realized if I really wanna live up to my potential, I'm gonna have to put myself out there and take some risks and face my fear but I couldn't do it. And I was like, you know what? If I am feeling this much fear and this much resistance around this, around being an actor, around meeting people, around even calling myself an actor or calling myself an artist, I was like, if it's this hard, then maybe it's not for me. And maybe I'm not meant to do this. And so I had kind of convinced myself that I was like, you know what? This is too hard. And I think that I maybe just will work in an office for the rest of my life. It's easy enough. It pays well, at least I'm taken care of. I have all of my basic needs covered. It's fine, I, I don't need to be an artist. You know, that's too hard, that's too scary. And I was like, yeah, if I was meant to be an actor, or if I was meant to be an artist, these things would come easy. And so I had convinced myself that that's what my life was gonna be. And then <laughs> I found a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And I read the book and it absolutely changed my life because it was talking about the exact fear and the exact resistance that I was feeling in my journey and talking about how that is totally part of the creative process, that is totally part of the artist's life. Every artist feels it. Every creative person feels it. You are not alone for feeling these things. And so instead of thinking, well, if I'm feeling this fear, that means I'm not meant to do something. It shifted my perspective into realizing that, wait, fear is part of the creative process. That means that if I'm feeling the fear, 
then I am meant to do this. So if I am feeling so much imposter syndrome around calling myself an artist, calling myself an actor, whatever it is, then maybe it means that I am meant to be an artist, that I am meant to be an actor. And so I want to read you a quote from The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he says, if you find yourself asking yourself and your friends, am I really a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are you are. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. And this whole book, which the subtitle of it is Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. I was like, okay, so maybe there is something to this fear that I'm feeling. Maybe there is something more to it. Maybe I'm not destined for a life of sitting in an office because honestly, that sounds like the worst existence to me. And even though that's still what I'm doing now, but I found other ways to be fulfilled outside of that work so that my artist is being fulfilled. My inner creative child is being taken care of. And I'm not just succumbing to a life of wake up at the same time every day, go to work for eight hours, come home, go to happy hour, maybe go watch some Netflix and then that's it and repeat. Because a lot of people do live their lives that way and I don't want to shit on anyone who lives their life that way because I was seeing a lot of my coworkers were living their lives that way and they seemed perfectly happy and I was like, why can't I just be like them? Why can't I just be perfectly happy living this very nice, very comfortable life? But I knew that I I couldn't do that. I needed something more. I needed to be artistically and creatively fulfilled in order to feel like I was living a life worth living. And so, I wanted to read another quote from the book and he says, this is by Stephen Pressfield. Are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember one rule of thumb, the more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. And I've learned from reading this book, from other mentors along my path, that we actually have to go in the direction of our fear. So I wanna ask you right now, where you're sitting, what are you most afraid of? And you're gonna know, you know, that thought that you have been avoiding, that maybe you've been procrastinating on, whatever it is for you, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? And you'll know your answer because you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to feel closed off. You're going to feel like you want to run away. You're going to feel all these different things. But trust that in facing your fears, trust that fear is part of the creative process. So if you're letting fear hold you back, then you're actually just stopping yourself because if fear is part of it, then you are on the right track. So go in the direction of your fears. I also wanted to share this note on my computer that I wrote in June 2018 when, again, I was going through all of this that I was mentioning and I was feeling terrified of everything and I wanted to make a list. And so I titled this list, My Fears with Art. And I wrote down all of the things that I was afraid of, all of the blocks that I was feeling. And so I wanna share it with you because maybe you'll feel similarly maybe in the past, or maybe you're going through something like this right now, but just understand that this is where I was at. So my list, my fears with art. What's the point of it? Who will see it? 
I don't want to show it to people. What's the point of spending all this time on it? Will it actually count for something? Do other artists work this hard? Will it change anything? Will it not resonate with people? Will people view me as selfish? Will nobody relate? Will it seem meaningless? It's too hard to get it out there. It takes too much effort for no return. Money? Does it matter? There are so many other people who are trying to do it. What makes me special? What makes me worthy? So I just want to share that note with you because it's so cool to look back two years ago, two years and some months ago, that this is what I was going through. And now I can look back on that and see how I've learned that that is all part of the creative process. So it doesn't mean that I've overcome all of these fears because these fears are part of it. I still have these fears, but the difference is, is that now I recognize that it's a directive to go towards that, that thing that, that I feel when, when those thoughts come up instead of backing away and, and instead of stopping myself. One more thing I'll say about fear and mention a mentor who was also really pivotal for me in understanding these feelings, and that is Susan Blackwell. Susan Blackwell wrote Title of Show, which was on Broadway, and she's a creativity coach too. She hosts these creativity workshops, and I was lucky enough to attend her creativity workshop both in 2019 and in 2020 at the beginning of this year. And she always says one thing when you're really feeling the fear, one thing that helps, is naming the sensations that you're feeling in your body. So what are the visceral feelings in your body? So she talks about when she's about to go for an audition or about to perform on stage or about to speak somewhere. She says she feels suddenly like her heart starts beating really fast. She feels like she's going to shit herself. Her hands start to feel really clammy. She feels really lightheaded. And she's like, what helps is just naming the feelings so that you're not so attached to how you're feeling. You're just kind of observing yourself from a higher perspective. And I think that's why practices like meditation and yoga can really help with this because you're training your mind to be the observer instead of the participant. And so you're recognizing, okay, I am feeling really scared right now. I'm feeling really anxious. I'm really feeling nervous and sweaty and my hands feel all clammy and my chest is tightening. My throat is closing up. When you can name those physical sensations, you're no longer attaching so much to that physical sensation. So you're able to kind of get out of it a little bit and and it'll still happen, but it's nice to name the things that are happening as they're happening. So that's a little practice that I learned from Susan Blackwell and wanted to share with you. Yeah, I wanted to just make it really clear that you have to make friends with your fear and you have to go in the direction of your fear because that's all part of it. So if you're feeling afraid of something that you know you need to do or if you're telling yourself that you're not an artist for whatever reason, know that it's part of it and you are an artist if you say you are because you wouldn't be so afraid if you weren't supposed to be doing this work. So understand that it is meant for you. You are an artist and thank you so much. I love you all and I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Creative Soul Podcast and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this podcast, please feel free to send it to a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or feel free to connect with me over on Instagram at the underscore modern mermaid with your thoughts. 
And if you would be so kind to rate and review the podcast, I would love to gift you my guided writing meditation that will help you connect deeper to yourself, your creativity, and your spirituality. Just take a screenshot of the review and send it my way at the underscore modern mermaid, and I will send over the meditation. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Thank you.